Hello, this is Dr. Earl with Denali Medical. To get us started, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you ready? I mean, really ready. Are you ready to find solutions? Are you ready to find root source healing? If you are, well, let's go. Hey, Dr. Earl, I know it's important to keep your immune system up. They do every daily chores, go to the bank, pick up the kids, go to work, you name it, you know? But there's this uh, little breakout going out in China, kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Coronavirus is, it's a very common cold virus. It's just this new strand has coupled with some new abilities, making it a lot more lethal, which, you know, that might not be a bad idea for us to jump into a little bit, how that all yeah. works. Sure. Yeah, I really wanted to make a point that you really want to be aggressive as far as your vitamin C consumption with these new viruses that are coming out because, I mean, we have all of these, you know, antiviral this and vaccine that, and we've talked a little bit before about that, but for millennia, for thousands of years, the best antiviral, anti-cold, anti-everything on the planet was a healthy, intact, active immune system. And... Certainly, you need a good variety of vitamins. A good, healthy multivitamin goes a long way. Making sure you're getting good, healthy greens in your diet and a variety of different food sources. But one thing that your body will use more than anything to fight off disease and help prevent disease is vitamin C. And the new coronavirus, it's a little more aggressive. It has more lethal components to it but it is still susceptible to a healthy, intact, amazing immune system. And again, one of those key components is a good aggressive dose of vitamin C. And no one can compete from an oral standpoint. Now I do vitamin C IV in my clinic and we can get amazing amounts of vitamin C into a patient, but no one can compete with the bioactive C as far as getting the quantity and the quality of vitamin C into the system to help prepare it for whatever comes. I mean, we're, we're talking about Corona now, but West Nile and, you know, all these other things that are just, our world seems to be getting a little bit more aggressive and we need to step up to the plate as far as preparing our bodies to fight these. And again and again, the research is very clear that vitamin C is absolutely critical for that. What I like about the bioenergy C, it's in a powder, it's not in a pill. So you can put it in juice, water, goes directly into your system, into your body, and it works. Yeah, really high absorption rate. If you take certain pills, one, you can only take a certain amount. You can take up to a re usually around two grams before it will start to give you diarrhea. And then only half of that gets absorbed. So now you take 1,000 milligrams, half of that gets absorbed. So now you're down to 500 milligrams. And then first pass through the liver, 80% of that gets broken down. So when you started with 1,000 milligrams that you took, 100 milligrams actually get into your bloodstream where it can do your cells some good. But with the bioactive C, it has a, an extremely high absorption rate because we couple it with ribose. That's something that your body wants in high demand. And then because it's coupled with the ribose, instead of going through the pathways that typically break down vitamin C in the liver, it goes through the pathway to clean it up. And so then the vitamin C is released into the bloodstream at a very, very high level. Again, we can't say 100%, but nearly. So well-tolerated by the gut really gets into the system in high levels. 
And with what we've got going on right now with the infections that are pervasive, really, anything we can do to bolster our immune system would be great. Yeah, I love it. I love the bioenergy seesaw. I swore by it. So a little bit more, if I may, about the coronavirus that's out. It's a standard virus. It typically just causes the common cold. They think there are around 300 different viruses that can cause the common cold. Coronavirus also has several different subsets, if you will. There are several different coronaviruses out there. What happens is these viruses, they'll swap genetic information when they're inside of a host. And so when you've got a cold and then you pick up another virus, these colds will start to exchange genetic information a little bit. And so that's how a cold picks up new abilities. Well, this particular strand of coronavirus has picked up the ability to become more lethal. And they're still sorting out what RNA it's picked up in order to become more lethal, but it's picked up the ability to become more lethal. And that's why it's so scary, because easily passed along, its ability to pass from person to person is still very high, just like the common cold. But then it's developed this new ability to be more lethal. And that's the scary part about what's going on. And still the standard things apply. Good hand washing. When you greet someone, you know, you shake their hand, try not to go directly to your face or mouth. That's how it's typically spread. A lot of people ask about the masks and if those are effective. The reality is they are not. They prevent maybe a little bit more of someone who's sick spreading the disease. But as far as you capturing the disease, they haven't been shown to be all that effective unless you get these industrial masks that we use in the medical field. You really don't prevent these microscopic viruses from getting into your system. If someone's wearing the mask and it gives them a sense of comfort and security, I, I'm not going to discourage that, but we don't have to. Good hygiene, good hand washing really goes much further than anything else. And if you're flying on a plane, you'll do more to pick up the virus from the seat that you're in, if you will, than you will from the air. And, you know, there'll be some people who debate that and talk one way or the other. But again, this is, this is information from the specialists both in China and here in the United States. The best thing that a mask does is it keeps you from touching something and then going right to your mouth. That is the best thing that a mask does. And so I don't discourage mask use, but understand what it's doing for you is not protecting you from the airborne virus because that will sneak in the sides. But what it does do is prevent uh -huh. you from touching an infected surface and going right to your mouth or nose with it. So there is some benefit, but you have to put that in context. It's not the same benefit that you would get from a mask that completely seals and filters even down to the microscopic level. So if you're using the mask, certainly you're welcome to still use them, but do so with the understanding you need to really bolster your immune system as well. These viruses are so microscopic and so small, so they can be airborne, but I will say that's typically not how, you know, the majority of it is passed. What happens is someone sneezes or coughs into their hand, and then they touch a surface, and then you come by and touch that same surface with your hand, and then itch your nose or mouth. And that's the most common way for that to get spread. And so from that standpoint, 
The masks do help because then you just touch the mask. But good hand hygiene, um, especially when you're traveling, is absolutely critical. Make sure your immune system is up. Take your vitamin D. Get get the bioactive C in your system. All that's very important. Hey, Doc, you can get vitamin D through the sun, so it is important to get a little sun every day. Yes, absolutely. And there's a program that it's actually got an interesting name, and it's been talked about but hasn't been put out yet, but it's called Naked at Noon because it just is catchy. And the process is that if you will spend 15 minutes one side and 15 minutes the other side, basically pretty much in the buff, you will pick up more than enough vitamin D for your system. It doesn't burn. It doesn't cause the melanoma risk. It doesn't expose you to any of the bad effects of the sun. You just get the benefit. And it only takes, you know, 15 minutes each side. Very interesting. But yes, you, you do pick up some sun during, the, during just being out and about. And so being overly protective, and, and they're really starting to show that some of the sunscreens get absorbed at, at a high level. And some of those components are actually quite toxic, especially to your liver. So we really have to be careful what we're, we're using. Be smart about your exposure. But the other thing, too, is the body amazing. And if you start by just getting 15 minutes one side and 15 minutes the next, pretty soon the melanin, that's the pigment that's in your skin, builds up to the point that it will block the sun's harmful rays. And so then you don't burn and you don't have the side effects from the ultraviolet light as it comes in because you naturally and gradually over time build up your melanin to the point that it, it will fight off. The body is amazing. We just have to do some basic things to try to keep it, keep it healthy. There is a little fad going on right now, which is <laughs> absolutely hilarious, which is sunning your perineum. Apologies if somebody gets offended by medical terms, but here we go. The perineum is the little gap of skin that's between your genitalia and your anus. That's called the perineum. And there's a little bit of a craze out there on the internet with getting that sun exposed. And, you know, they have various things that they talk about how beneficial it is and what it does and what they're trying to do with it and so forth. But the reality is that skin down there is very thin. It doesn't quite have all of the protective layers until it's built up. Now, you can build up the pigments there just like you can everywhere else, but if you don't and it gets burned, whew, that is not a fun area to have burned. And there's actually been some pretty hilarious posts on the internet about people with their legs exposed to the sun and they're doing this peritoneum exposure for all these benefits that are supposed to happen and end up burning it, and obviously then they have several choice words about the whole program because it hurts so bad. So that's kind of funny. And and down there, I mean, every time you walk, every time you move, I mean, that has to move. And if it's burned and uncomfortable, it, it makes for a, a pretty interesting experience. And, you know, one of the things we'll talk about with a future program is you know, everything from breast health to detoxification it's really critical to get a good amount of vitamin D into your system. And your body does best if it makes the vitamin D using the sun. But certainly supplementation is, you know, significant benefit, especially during the winter months. Unless you have somewhere where you can, and they've actually shown, you know, as far north as 
Canada, um, even though the sun is at a low angle and doesn't quite have the penetration, that if you'll do 15 minutes one side and 15 minutes the other side with almost full body exposure, it will decrease your risk. And vitamin D uh, sun exposure has been shown to decrease your risk for breast cancer, improve breast health, detoxify. I mean, it just, it really has a lot of good benefits. That's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, and, and you'll see a lot of these companies are combining vitamin D with a, a vitamin called K1. That combination is by far the best because the K1 helps the vitamin D not only get absorbed, but get utilized. But then you're just back to take a good, healthy multi, make sure you're taking a good amount of vitamin D, especially during the winter. Gradually get your sun exposure up, build up the pigments in your skin so that you're not burning Certainly people who are light-skinned or red-headed need to be extra careful with that. But even with those patients, if they'll appropriately do this you know, 15-minute one side, 15 minutes exposure to the other, they can build up their immune system and their body to the point that it's not, a big, not as big of an issue and very healthy for you. Cool. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's super healthy. Um, our bodies are designed to get some sun exposure. And if we'll gradually get into it, our bodies are designed to fight off even a lot of sun exposure. And that brings up another good point, which is tanning beds. And we can maybe talk about that just briefly, but really not healthy at all. It's not a complete array of ultraviolets. Typically, when you go to these beds, you're trying to maximize the effectiveness and how brown you will get. So you put on certain oils that actually increase the UV light absorption and so forth. And it doesn't have the same benefit. So going to a tanning bed is not the same as actual sun exposure. Our bodies are designed and set up to be able to get benefits from the sun if we do it in the right way and not have the, you know, significant side effects. But the UV beds, and, you know, they're, they're talking about they get better and they're using less of the harmful and more of the just tanning ones. And But until they come out with, you know, sun in a box, really your best way to prepare your body for health through the sun is by actual sun exposure. Okay, at the beginning of this lecture, I ask you, are you ready? Are you ready? And we're going to close with that same question. Are you ready? If you are, let's go.